All right, STC Pod back live from in Chicago. No, you and I flew back to Chicago for this one special record. People are gonna believe that Joe did that. That I did what? Left to go Where? somewhere. What? I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're going. We're in with. Chicago right now. <laughs> Recording live, episode number 196 of STC Pod. Actually, this is the second time we are recording under this episode number because Google pooched us and we lost our entire two-hour C3 recap episode, which we are not going to redo, but I, I begrudgingly agreed to allow you to give a couple highlight points. Since oh, everyone's probably quit see- talking tough. Everybody's C three'd out. Quit talking tough, okay? I You're just, not the boss. Just because what you feel does not translate into what happens. We just don't need it to be boring. Everybody's C three'd out. Yeah, you listen to one show about it, and oh, I'm done. I've heard enough about people enjoying themselves. It's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. I'm sorry that you dropped the ball and you messed up last week's record. Really? In which I went, did a kilometer by kilometer recap of what happened. It was well over two hours. It was, I thought it was an awesome recording. And, was that just uh, because there's only you talking? And then I was going away again for the rest of my vacation and I left things with you. We recorded on Tuesday night, and uh, was it Tuesday or Monday night? Might have been Monday night to get it, uh, get the fresh thoughts out there right away. And I was taken off again, and you were even nice enough to like, you were like, don't even worry about the artwork. I'll even do that I'll for do you. Do the bullshit artwork? He said, I, well, "How could it be any worse?" Well, I knew that meant just a single picture of the Chicago skyline, but that was fine. I'm like, oh, wow, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. That way I won't have to worry about it. I don't have to bring a computer with me on the road or anything. And uh, away I went. I left you with the file for two days. You didn't leave me with anything. I had to go on to Google Hangouts to try and pull the uh, audio file like we normally do. And Google somehow condensed our two-hour record into like a four-minute thing where both of our, you would speak and then I would have my audio track doubled over yours, so it's complete garbled gibberish. Mm-hmm. That's the first time it's ever done that to us. It's not the first yeah. time it's uh, bent us over. Well, first time we lost a whole episode, but no, I was just saying uh, there's like several ways in which you sabotage that recording. Starting with the record night, where you hung me out to dry and left me waiting for you to come on the line for about an hour. So that might have been the first thing. Well, the hangout was in standby mode waiting to go into full broadcast for That's an hour. your fault for leaving in standby mode. I think, so you I think it has to be in standby mode waiting for the no. next person to come on before you hit broadcast. You could have canceled the session and then just started fresh. Oh, just started That's fresh. That's probably what it is. If I, I was, would redo it fresh. If I was to text Google right now, and ask them, if you leave your record in standby mode for 45 minutes, is there the chance that it could screw up the entire yeah, record? you should write them, ask, uh, Google, if you're stuck waiting for an hour for your partner who's standing you up because, wait for it, 
he fell asleep, would there be a chance I would screw it up? Yeah. They'd probably say yes. And then, anyways, I went away. You had the file for a good two days to work to work the problem, solve the problem, open up a dialogue with Google. I was on vacation, too. You were not on vacation. You were working. You had two full days at work to solve the problem. But nope. Oh, this ain't working. Actually, you didn't even bother looking until the last minute. And then you saw it wasn't there. You sent me one text and gave up immediately. So guess who has to start uh, troubleshooting by the poolside, right? Laying down on the chaise lounge. Well, if you're by a pool, then you deserve it. Yeah. Well, the rest of us have to work. Well, I have to go, yeah. So I'm having to troubleshoot this on my stupid tablet and figure this thing out. There's nothing to figure out. I told you the record was screwed up. So there's Did you reach out to Google? There's, Did you would, open up a, a what ticket? What would they do? Did you open up a ticket? No. No. Did you try downloading I direct def- from the link? No. Well, why would I? It'd be no different. It hit, might be. No. You don't know what server they Listen, pull from. I defy you to get in touch with Google right now and see if they can rectify the situation. You attempted? It, no, no. If they can, I will do a public on-air apology to you. You attempted to rip the video. And that's all like, you did. Like normal. You didn't try the download link. Which I've never can, used the download link. Why don't you? Because we never have. Okay. Well, you, and you never next have. Next time, you know that is pulling from a different Google server, so that could have that could have fixed it. Uh, that day. Uh, by by also we also had our tech. Oh shit! Spilt coffee. We also had our tech support working on it, and they couldn't resolve the issue either. Thank you for the napkin. Jeez. Yes, our friend uh, Derek of Two Dorks uh, reached out to me to see if there was anything he could do to help out. Uh, uh, When it was left to me at the poolside to tweet out to everyone that there wasn't an episode, Friday, even though Joe knew two days earlier there wouldn't be an episode, no tweet to let everyone know. He just disappeared. (laughs) Hey, but you got a couple videos out. On the my life and uh, my life and wherever we are, right? A couple of videos made it out. Listen, what? Let's just say what? we had issues with Google, okay? And throw the blame on Google, and that's it. It's unfortunate. It's happened a couple times. Good thing you made us spend money on that uh, backup recording device that we can't use for anything. <laughs> Money well spent. Come well, let me t- next time I will be having that in the line somehow. I got to figure out how to do that. I, you can't figure. It's impossible. There's no way to do that. What do you mean? Why? How are you going to put it in the line? You take a line out from your computer if it's listening to both uh, your mic source and the computer out, and it'll record that. That's how everyone's doing it, right? I defy you to get that to work. I've defied you twice so far. You've done lots of defying, and, you know. Anyway, we're back. I'm just saying, maybe you could have, I I, I don't know if you want Joe up there on the shuttle with you when uh, your oxygen tank explodes and you got to work the problem. I'd like to know where Joe is at that point. 
I'd be sucking in the reserve tank all to myself. Yeah, you'd be piping it through long, your CPAP. <laughs> long, quick, deep breaths. Suck it up, boys. Well, nonetheless, um, as it as is supposed to happen, the uh, runner-up of uh, the podcast of the year is they are contractually inclined to jump in and uh, take over when. Uh, the real podcasts of the year winner cannot do their duties due to unforeseen circumstances. So uh, I will direct you over to Retro Fandango's C3 recap episode because Kevin pretty much goes over the whole thing uh, and he does a great job as usual to describe it. I can't really counterdict anything he said. It's all uh, it's all on the uppity up. I think you did a better job than he did. <laughs> Oh, well, that goes without saying. There's well, there's a winner and a runner-up, you know. And, uh, no, they did a great job. I guess I can throw some highlights out there. Uh, Just a couple. Well, why don't you, uh, like, interview me? Uh, we're doing that again? No. Do you know how a, how a conversation works? Yes. You just go, well, you talk then. That's right. <laughs> I... I always pull you along with dialogue and triggers and answers and questions. Because you're always not. Because you're fishing for stuff. Works. You're well, fishing for stuff. Okay. Well, I don't know. I. That's funny. I talked to, to you for over two and a half hours about the C three recap, and uh, you remember none of it. Well, I remember it because I had to listen to you, and then I listened to Fandango, and I watched the. Uh, the live broadcast. Uh, I was just trying to think of what some of the highlights were. Uh, you rented the vehicle. We had to rent a van because there was five of us driving down. So uh, myself and Nintendo Hodge, Kevin Buried on Mars, his wife Sarah Sarkisim. Oh, by the way, watch uh, Nintendo Hodge's YouTube vlog regarding the c3 trip watch his episode three the intro uh would explain the entire trip down yeah check out nintendo hodge's channel he did a great job on that intro derek has done a video uh caleb's done a video there's lots of videos floating around uh retro pixel have something i'm sure q dogs for there right, he went down with anyways uh, uh, and of course j rock the game rocker was the last person in yes. our caravan so and of course he is the he's gonna hold the crown for you know entertainment bringer for the entire trip and he didn't let us down j rock um, he brought the gold all trip long he kept things very interesting um, when we first picked him up I this uh, this is in the you can see the actual video component of this in uh, Haji's uh, vlog part one for the C the c3 uh, when we first uh, arrived at his door to pick him up uh, J-Rock is always on time, super on time guy. So he's there waiting for us as soon as we pull up. Good to see you. We're ready to go. Good to see you, J-Rock. Let's get going. Sure thing. Loads up his bag. Then he stops. Everyone, just wait. Hold on. Whoa. Oh, I can't believe I forgot something. Hold on, guys. I'm super sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I got to run back in the house. I'm sorry to hold you up. I can't believe I forgot this. He runs back into the door. 
uh, opens the door, reaches around the side, and pulls out this big, like, Kenmore canister vacuum with the hose uh, leading to the wand and all that. He's like, I forgot my CPAP machine. Where's this? Uh, it's the older model. Where can I put this? So I thought that was a good... That was one of J-Rock's golden moments. He had another great moment, too. Um, well, there's lots of great J-Rock moments, but another one that stuck out in my mind as a perfect J-Rock moment when he first got into Chicago to the hotel room, and we ran into everyone there. We ran into the Q-Dogs, and uh, hugs were going around. Mrs. Q-Dog had just gotten out of the pool, and uh, she turns to J-Rock and say, I, uh, I can give you a hug. Do you mind if I'm wet? And J-Rock's like, just how I like my women. Another perfect J-Rock moment right there. So uh, the, the weekend was full of good stuff like that. Lots of good stuff. Uh, I want to thank, before we go too far, uh, take a second to thank uh, the people that put the whole C3 Chicago cartridge con all together. Because uh, it was a pretty fantastic experience. I'm sad that you weren't there, of course, Joe. But I'd like to thank uh, Diego, a Latino lawyer who, uh, who got the thing going from the beginning. And uh, then Travis came in and kind of took the reins and organized things up with the hotel and uh, figured out, um, you know, the nuts and bolts of it all. And, of course, Musty had to come in, too, and help out because uh, he's, he's, uh, he can organize things and get things uh, filled out the way they're going to work properly. So definitely those three guys on getting uh, Cartridge Con going. Super, um, super job, and when it came to the live podcasting, everything went perfectly, I do believe. I wasn't an audience member watching it, but, like, no technical difficulties. Everything worked. Uh, I think everything went out to the internet fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so great job from Musty and Trav for that. And, uh, of course, Rocket Sauce got our uh, trophy together our podcast of the year trophy so thanks again uh, rocket sauce for that and a giant thank you to uh, the q dogs uh, melissa mrs q dog in particular for filling my belly with pizza two nights in a row she did all the organizing she did all the uh the uh money stuff with the food uh she was floating around making sure everyone was happy and had enough to eat and had enough to drink and uh she did an amazing job and none of us had to worry about, uh, you know, figuring out the pizza thing because she did it for us. You know, when you win an Oscar and there's two people involved, is it normally one Oscar or two Oscars that they give? Everyone gets an Oscar. Hmm. Yeah. How many trophies did we get? One trophy. Just checking. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's, yeah, You're never happy, eh? Hmm. Isn't that good? Isn't it good to always be striving for, for better? Holy mackerel. Um, so did I thank everybody? I think so. Of course, uh, we wouldn't have gotten together at all if it wasn't for the bros, Cartridge Bros, conceiving the whole club and getting this all together pretty wild where it's come to, where we have uh, joined in and met these people from uh, all across North America. All right. Anyway. Oh! What, uh... I'm done listening to you. You had fun? Too bad. 
bullshit. People no. want to hear. You're going on about. People want to hear about it. They weren't hearing about anything. They were just hearing you mumble the audio. Well, you're the audio certainly s- not asking me questions. Well, the audio is so fucking low from your mumbling. That's not my fault. You're <laughs> the one working the board. Crank it up. So, name a couple parts and we can get on to our vacations. Name a couple parts? Yeah. Oh, hurry up and get to Joe's vacation? No, and I didn't do anything on my vacation. I'm going to talk to you about yours. Um... Oh, now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it if you were interested. We uh, started our trip. Uh, we went to Detroit first. Um, we stopped at Third Man Records, which was a big highlight for me. It was a really cool record store with a with a record pressing plant in behind that you could see through the windows. Jack White's uh, business. He started in Detroit, so I think that's why he... Uh, why he invested there with his uh, this record store. There's one in Detroit and one in Nashville. It, it's just super cool store, man. I couldn't believe how cool it was, this art deco kind of, you know, his, his color scheme, this black and yellow is just throughout the building. And even the bathrooms were cool, like I had cool tile work done to it. And uh, there was cool vintage recording booths and everything was vintage in there. And like the good vintage, like 30s and 40s vintage. It was cool stuff in there. All I got was a t-shirt, but, uh, you know, I would have bought some more records and stuff, but that was the beginning of our trip. And then what kind of maniac would buy, you know, a delicate piece of vinyl that you're going to have to trip over for an entire trip, you know? At the beginning of a trip, who would buy a delicate piece of Put vinyl? Put it in your like luggage. That? How are you going to wreck it? In your luggage? Do you know what a record is made of? Yes. It's delicate. Yes. So you don't put it in your luggage, it'll well, get Why not? Well, if your luggage is jammed or crushed, put it on the top and, and you're okay with it. Wow. And they should have given it to you pressed between cardboard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, only a maniac would buy a record immediately at the beginning of a road trip. So I just bought a t-shirt. I was very happy with that. <laughs> but if anyone wants, I can certainly uh, shop thirdmanrecords.com, and uh, all those records are there for, for the same price, I think. Um, then Detroit was, uh, was a disaster otherwise. Uh, the roads are crazy. Um, we traveled down to Toledo to eat supper, ate at an, an amazing, amazing kind of really old diner style, uh, back home country cooking, real Americana diner. Uh, super Christian, uh, no drinks. They wouldn't serve J-Rock a drink because they're Christian. Uh, super huge portions, which is what I was looking for and they didn't let me down. And then the pies, that came, it was known for their pies. They had something like 30 pies on the menu, all homemade, and they were just divine to die for. I had a coconut cream pie because I can't turn down coconut cream pie anytime. But uh, the guys beside me, J-Rock and Nintendo Hodge, had this chocolate pie, which whenever I see a chocolate pie in a restaurant or a store, it's just kind of like a thick chocolate pudding on a pie shell kind of thing. This wasn't it. This was a deep dish. Uh, you know, this chocolate had depth to it. It was uh, like 
It was like they used real baker's chocolate, uh, you know, not that it had a crunch to it, but it had a texture like it was the real deal. Not like soupy pudding. It just had this beautiful, meaty chocolate taste to it that was still light, yet it was uh, like the palm of your hand high because over top that was all this homemade whipped cream all over top of it. Their pie was divine. It was amazing with a super flaky pastry uh, crust on it. You know, that is so impossible to bake yourself. It was something else. Just waiting for you to engage, but yeah, no engagement. Next time on the Food Network. No engagement there. Yeah, because you're going on about a pie. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to engage in conversation. This is what I was worried about. And then uh, we spent the night uh, somewhere in a hotel somewhere. Again, it was like a dry county or something. We couldn't get any booze for the first night. So uh, if I'm in a hotel room, I, I like to have a drink at night. But uh, we couldn't get a drink. Uh, so then the next day, we definitely found a Walmart to stop at. And we loaded up with drinks. Thought we'd have enough drinks for the whole weekend kind of thing. But we were going into Chicago that night. And, uh, man, we piled through all those drinks the first night, whereas we had to go and get more drinks the next day. But pulling into Chicago, man, have you driven much in the Americanas on the highways? Uh, just down to Cape Cod. Mm, like that's pretty much it. Through any big cities or whatever? Taking the highway through big cities? Well, I don't know. How do you get to Cape Cod? I don't know. You did it. How do I, I know? I was on, yeah, it. I was on the American Highway. Oh, Christ. I Anyways, don't remember. It's it's uh, it's a wild ride. You know, our highways here, we're just used to one sign that says, hey, this exit is in three kilometers. And then you get another sign a little bit later. This is your exit right now in one kilometer. Seems like in the States... You just get, we, we were coming into Chicago and we are coming over a crest on this massive multi-lane highway trying to figure out where we're going to go. Google is a disaster at this point because it's so confused. Like you just can't have Google. You have to have a navigator beside you uh, negotiating with Google and then you have to have backup navigators behind them to uh, help uh, confirm what everyone's seeing. We go over this knoll and there's this uh, huge sign overpass over the highway right and it's just there are so many words on this one massive sign and you're going 100 kilometers an hour and you're trying to read it all because all their off ramps are going to the left to the right there's like a trap door will take you down one way there's another overpass all happening at the same time and this sign that has a thousand words on it is trying to tell you this at once and uh whew, that was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Anyways, we found our way. Luckily, we uh, went into Chicago to the hotel through the waterfront. So we got to uh, take a peek at the Chicago waterfront, which is breathtaking to say the least. So many beautiful beaches and uh, like swimming off points and not to mention the Navy Pier, which has like carnival rides and shit on it. Uh, it's an amazing waterfront. If you want to see how to do a waterfront right, but there it is. Go check that out. Got into uh, Chicago, the hotel. We met everybody. Um, and, you know, I'd take a minute to thank everyone 
who, uh, you know, bothered, who took the energy and uh, greeted us there wearing SDC t-shirts. It always warms my heart so much to see that, that uh, people care to do that. It is a it's just an amazing feeling going over me when I see that. And I want to thank everyone who wore an SDC shirt. That was always warms my heart, brings a tear to my eye. And uh, I wish you would have been there to see that. Everyone greeted us there that first day wearing their SDC garb. So that was cool. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that in the picture. That was, that was nice. And uh, was that the first night we had the first pizza? We had, like, Musty's favorite deep dish pizza that first night at Lou Malnati's. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was good. And then we went back to the hotel. Our room, me and Haji's room, became the party room, which uh, I loved. I love having the party in my room. And we had to have 30, 35 people in that room rocking until 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Somehow no one complains. That's the first night. That was a good time. Second day, uh, was that the second, uh, second day in Chicago? We had the live podcasting. That went great. Uh, good job to the organizers who did that. Uh, me and Kevin did something together. It was interesting. Uh, we missed our co-hosts, of course. You watch that live? Anything you want to say about the live I don't think we've heard from anyone who watched the live. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched it live from start to finish. It was it was good. Um, I don't know who was actually working. I think it was Musty who was working the camera and the mic and all that stuff. Uh, great job. Sounded great. Looked great. It was uh, it was nice for those of us who couldn't be there. I don't remember exactly how many people were watching, but it was nice that, like I said. If you couldn't be there, you had this opportunity to feel like you were there for that part of it anyway. So good job on uh, Musty and anyone else who was doing it. I think Travis was had a hand in it as well. But, yeah, it was uh, great. You guys did a great job. Um, all the other podcasts did a good job. I, I was kind of hoping there would have been more people there in the hall watching uh, that were able to travel there specifically from the States or maybe might have been in that area, but... Uh, it was nice to see all the familiar faces. Yeah, and the podcast that, that went on, Masters of Unlocking started it, and they have this very intelligent, well-researched podcast about, you know, all things gaming. They came up with, you know, a subject matter relevant to Chicago, and they, they totally killed their episode, brilliant as ever. And me and Kevin wanted to just run for the hills at that point. Like, how are we going to... We still hadn't even discussed what we were going to do. Um, and they, uh, Masters of Unlocking, did this brilliant show. And then uh, Flock of Nerds gets up. And it's like they've been, you know, having a late night chat show for the last 20 years, like Old Hat. Just kill their podcast. Perfect. Great job. They even had uh, their co host, Chris, appeared live in person. No one knew he was going to be there. And they, they just had this natural show, like, you know, like they've been doing late night for forever. This is just brilliant. Uh, great job on uh, for Catherine and Miles and Chris to put on such an amazing show. And we were to go on after that. We definitely, me and Kevin wanted to run for the hills after that. That was, uh, ugh, man, how are we going to follow that? Well, why weren't you guys more prepared? What do you mean? Did we prepare for this? I took some notes. 
but why weren't you guys more prepared on a big stage like that? Okay, we actually, in our break before we went on, we, we you know, stepped aside and said, okay, look, this is what we... Wait a minute, so your last minute high school exam crams, you mean? <laughs> yeah, well, we've worked with each other for a long time. There would always be something to talk about. But before the show, we're, okay, here's some points we can fall back on if there's trouble. We can go here, we can talk about you know, our jobs, we can talk about where we met, you know, how we work together, we can do this, we can do that. We had all these emergency points we can fall back on. And we said, how are we gonna start? We just can't just start. What are we gonna, what's the first subject? Okay, we'll start with this and then we'll go from there. Then when we sit down, mics turn on and we're live, all that in our heads disappeared from both of our heads. We had, we were like deer stuck in a headlamp. We had no idea. <laughs> Everything was gone. We didn't know where to go. So uh, then we just started riffing off each other for for the next 45 minutes or so. Luckily, you know, my friend Duke from uh, Retro Nonsense was right in the front row, so we could we could riff on him for a little bit and brought him up right on the, the dais to ba bail us out for a little bit. Did his kids know who, uh, who you guys were? Well, geez, I would hope not. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they probably listen to Fandango. Oh, yeah. They'd know who Fandango is, of course, because, you know, they run a good family-tight ship over there. Anyways, and after us, uh, who was next? Um, it was the Polykill podcast. Right, Polykill, Travis, uh, and he brought up uh, some guest hosts, Musty and Retropixel, James. And, uh, again, Trav. As fast as anyone can be with the wit on the microphone. Yeah, it's... I thought that was all fake. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, he uh, delivered in person. He's just, yeah, it's crazy to see it live. And uh, again, him doing it in front of people, it didn't phase him a bit. He's just bam, 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 bam. Just, <clears> like, uh, just like he's been working the mics forever. So and everyone did a great job on the podcasting day. That was fun. And that night we went to uh, uh, Giordano's deep dish pizza place now this is uh, i think stuffed. the q dogs should have got up and done it in the q dog house they did it in the q dog house no at the end. live they well they did live yeah in front of everybody yeah true they snuck it in at the end there yeah we could just put the q dogs in front of the camera for two hours and everyone would watch no problem there anyways we went to this second pizza place stuffed deep dish pizza how do you make deep dish pizza better you make it stuffed i don't know what that means but when these pizzas came out it was like a joke i wanted to laugh because these things were so gargantuan and massive and huge and huge walls on them like uh, medieval castle moats they were protecting these huge walls of crust they were coming out at, I've never seen anything before like it. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. And uh, we were lucky enough to get pizza that was not just a meat pizza, but it was called more meat pizza. So that was, that was right up my alley. And uh, wow, this pizza, dude, this was unbelievable. Yeah, the last Musty's Pizza Place was good and everything. And uh, I totally recommend that deep dish pizza. But this place was crazy, crazy good. The cheese, the sauce, all the meat was really good. And then when you got down to the crust, it was this 
flaky pastry style uh, crust that was like a dessert at the end of every slice. But not too sweet and not too flaky, just freaking perfect. It was so good. So that was the second pizza place. Mm. And then we went back to the hotel room. No, no, we, we went to that arcade you saw on Haji's uh, vlog, episode three. This insane arcade with over 600 arcade cabs in one building. Somehow, the place isn't burning down, and the place isn't a billion degrees, and this place would never exist in Canada. I tell you that, certainly not in Toronto. I couldn't even imagine, when people were telling me about this, I had a picture in my mind, but certainly not what the reality was. It's just rows and rows and rows of every arcade cabinet you ever, you know, seen or thought of in your life. They were there. Anything you could think of, it was there. Even the hologram arcade machines, I remember when they brought those into the arcade when I was in high school. And those things came into the arcade, and it was like $5 or something to play around in it because it, they were so expensive. And then they were gone within a week because they broke down so easily. Those were in there, and they were working. There's pinball machines in there. And for 20 bucks, you could play as much as you want. So, like, come on. That yeah, was like fantasy land. That's a game lover's dream. It, it was, was fantasy uh, land. I remember when I was listening through the... What are you guys at the end, at the end or during one of the intermissions during the uh, the podcast? Musty, I think, was explaining it to Haji or something, and I immediately became so sad and and jealous that I couldn't experience it. As soon as I heard twenty bucks for an arcade for all you can play, and that there's over six hundred machines, it's like you said, there's nothing like that here, and I don't think there ever would be. That's why. I wonder why it couldn't exist in Chicago. Why it does? Yeah, why it does. I don't know. They must have really lax uh, health and safety uh, building. No, I don't mean that. I mean just how it's (laughs) it's stuff in there is functioning. I can imagine something like that in Toronto, and within a month it could be like destroyed, like just you know from abuse. Um. You know, that's your cynical look at things. I'm just there's the fire code. What never passed fire code? You no way you could evacuate from that place. There's no way if that caught on fire, everyone's going up. We're all just going up, holding on to joysticks. Because <laughs> is there? Well, it's not too bad of a way to go. Yeah, it's a maze, and you can barely squeeze two asses by you down each row because it's that jam. So, but good on them, man. And it, and, like, if I'm saying, is it worth flying to Chicago to check this out? Yeah, it is. That's how crazy it is. However, as much of a playground fantasy land that was, <laughs> after just maybe a couple hours, we were kind of ready. Should we get back to the hotel? Because there's a bit of a drive. And uh, we're debating, you know, me and Haji and Kevin and Sarah, should we, should we get out of here now? Everyone's still having a boatload of fun. Um, the Q dogs had already left because they had their kids to take back to the hotel. And uh, so we're debating, you know, no one else wants to go, but maybe should we get going so we can start, you know, the night back at the hotel or whatever? I don't know. And Haji's like, look it, if we leave now, 
we get the cute dogs to ourselves back in the hotel. And uh, me and Kevin are like, oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So that decision was made instantly based on cute doggery to uh, pull the pin and race back to the hotel. And then we got to see, you know, the driving back through the night, through the night uh, skies of Chicago, uh, drove past scores. You're, mm. you're a big scores man, right? Scores is where the ladies are at. I don't know. <laughs> That's a Stern Show reference yeah, anyway. So. and I'm waiting for Joe to do a Ronnie impression, but. Nope. I'm about meeting guys. I'm about meeting girls. No, nothing. Anyways, uh, and then uh, Eric, Mighty Q-Dog, had been talking uh, mightily about uh, White Castle for the entire trip. And he was laying down the law that that night he will leave the hotel at 1 in the morning to get White Castle to make sure he d doesn't miss having it. And we were passing one. So we are like, let's stop and get some. Picked up 10 of those burgers. And uh, Kevin and Sarah were super um, thirsty from the pizza and the arcade. So they ordered large juices not knowing that they would get a gallon each of the superest, sweetest juice you could ever imagine. They had two sips and that's all they could handle. And they had these huge buckets of juice to deal with. And as soon as those burgers came in the van, it smelled disgusting immediately. They like cook this so-called meat over, you know, browning onions. And it's just, makes really? us awful awful smell and uh, ugh. took those back to the hotel game to Eric he enjoyed a couple I tried a couple it's not good it's they're not good it's this weird meat that is so thin it shouldn't even be holding itself together it's it's just and maybe it's you know when you have a leftover meatloaf and it congeals to such a firmness you can slice it thin it's like that but it smells and reeks of dirty onions at the same time. So that was the White Castle experience. I don't recommend it. Not worth it. And uh, then the next day we had to say goodbye and we were back on the road. And uh, uneventful. Did you drive straight back home? Yeah, it was pretty much a straight shot back home. Stopped once for some eats, you know, a couple times for gas. Uh, again, a wonderful trip, good road trip companions. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, giving me the time of my life that weekend. It was such a good time, and uh, a special thank you to my A-team van mates for uh, having such a, a good time with me and letting me take part with them in the road trippery. All right. Good. Good glad, interview. Glad you had a good, good time. Good chat. Good, uh, good counterpart. Uh, like I said, this is my third time going through this. I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. Anyways. I'm, hey. glad, I'm glad you had a good time, honestly, though. Yeah, okay. Uh, you did write to me afterwards. Right. You texted me, and you said, I am so upset. I said, what? what? What's going on, man? What's what's the problem? He's like, I I miss not being there, man. Did I'm I? upset. Yeah. Let me see. Do you forget right. having emotion? 
I try to block all motion out, uh, especially after I say it once because I can regret it. Um, I assured you that everyone was thinking of you and uh, everyone asks about Joe. See, I don't believe that. That is, everyone has Joe questions. That's all everyone wants to talk about. What? So what What were you thinking? Were, were you really upset? Were you sad? You said you were sad that you couldn't play at the arcade, but uh, did you miss the... Uh, well, I missed it. I, I got sad, I think, once uh, the live stream kicked on and I saw everybody there. It just reminded me of uh, when a lot of those people were up here in... in uh, I guess it would be two years now, right? Mm. For mm-hmm. uh, the Barry show. So it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But, uh, and again, it's different. It's different when you actually see these people in person. It's one of those things where it just, you know, you listen to them or you, you watch them on a weekly basis. Then when you finally get to see them in person, it's a, it's one of those surreal experiences. And um, I guess I just had that, uh, that feeling hit me again when I saw them on the stream. And, uh, yeah, wasn't able to actually experience it in person this time. Dude, I met Duke and the Retro Nonsense crew. Can you believe that? I met them in person. Yeah, that happened. That was amazing. Duke's a good guy. So, aside from that, um, and then you bailed on me and did a two-week vacation. Right? Yeah, I took two weeks vacation, yeah. as people do. Well, I don't, but you do. Well, you should. What am I going? And you do? have before. What am you I going to do on for two before. weeks? If you're taking vacation, you must take at least two weeks, so you can at least feel a little bit of relaxation coming on. Really, the the perfect is three weeks. You should take three weeks at a time if you can. You are not a vacation expert. Uh, three weeks is what you should do because even after two weeks I can still go for a little bit longer but then at the end of three that's when you're like ah you know I could probably get back to doing stuff at work three weeks is the perfect amount of time you are lazy unfortunately at this job they can only guarantee us two week blocks or else uh, I do I do a couple three week blocks for sure I'd be furious if you did three weeks don't look at next month's schedule. <laughs> I'll pay you back. <laughs> I will pay you back. Yeah. Uh, so, what, you want me to keep going? Is this your way of interviewing me or getting to what you did? No, I don't give a crap. Uh, all right. Well, I'm fascinated because you took the kids away to Midland. Did they kick and scream when they found out that you were going to take mm, them there? Kind of. Because as a kid, I'd be upset. <laughs> Well, I got a lot of... I'd be like, what the... Why, why are you taking me to Midland? Why? Yeah, why Midland? Why don't we go to Niagara Falls? Or why don't we go to to Toronto? And, and everything was... Uh, this was kind of spur of the moment for me. Because I got home from Chicago. I'm still packed and everything. Still had lots of clothes in my bag. And I'm like, let's, let's just keep going. Let's just keep this string along. And I love the idea of uh, having uh, chambermaids make my bed for me every day. I know you get that on a daily basis, but it's a super, I love, uh, I love having that treat when I go to a hotel. 
What does it matter if your bed's made or not? I just love it. I love throwing towels on the ground and having someone else pick them up and give there me fresh towels every day. Here's the truth coming out. I get to live the life you, of Joe, man, like when I go to a hotel spitting room. spitting in people's faces <laughs> and throwing garbage on the floor. I like pretending I'm Joe and, for a little while. And telling people to pick it up right in front of you. So I said, look. We are, you're super close to Aurelia at this point. There's actually lots of stuff to do up in the Georgian Bay area. And uh, I, there's actually a really nice um, hotel right in Midland. Uh, it's the, the Quality Inn and they have a spectacular pool there. And the kids love pools and swimming and all that. My kids. And, you know, I wish I had friends who had a pool so I could, you know, let them enjoy their, you know, pool that way but I don't have any friends that would invite me over for a pool so I have to pay for a pool so that was part of the deal and it, this quality inn in Midland is really big and the pool is spectacular there it's really good hot tub sauna <coughs> exercise room whatever the whole shooting matches there and uh, so I booked that and it was super cheap because no one's going to Midland how do you know this place has a pool that's nice well, I looked at all the photos and everything. So? Yeah. You look at photos, photos and stuff. Photos can be completely different. Yeah, what, if you look at these photos, you know there's no fake in this. This was this was pretty good. Now, you know, it's not a luxurious hotel or anything. I'm not getting you're not getting the bathrobe treatment on your bed or anything, but uh, they really did it up well for the pool and the, the nice big breakfast for free in the morning and you don't have to worry about parking and all that. And Midland Harbor is really nice, and they have boat tours. So we did a boat tour and, uh, you know, walked up there. If you look at our pickup video, you'll see some of the antiquing we did. Kids love that, by the way. No, they don't. Who loves that? <laughs> and uh, there's a couple little towns beside it. Like uh, one is Port McNichol, and that was a big... Um, <clears throat> port McNichol was a big uh, port for uh, like their granary. They had the grain silos there, the, the elevators, you know, the big concrete grain elevator there. Yeah. Because that was uh, the CN train was right there. So that was a major port, even though it was a really small town. And uh, now those grain elevators are gone. They actually removed the cement grain elevators which they usually don't do because that's such an undertaking but they're gone and they brought in this steamship called the Key Watton uh, it is the last Edwardian era steamship in the world and it's from around I think it was built around 1908 and it used to steam the Great Lakes back in the day uh, just for um, it would deliver goods and stuff, but also as a pleasure cruise cruiser for uh, uppity ups like you know, like like yourself or whatever. They would go on. You would get on there and you'd cruise the ports all in the Great Lakes, and you'd end up in Thunder Bay at one point. And this ship was big enough where you could drive your cars on there as well. They would take your car with you. It, it's not like it's not as big as the Titanic, of course, but it was built of that kind of luxury in mind. The same people who built the grand staircase in the Titanic built the staircases in this steamship. 
It's of that quality. And it got decommissioned in the 60s, and it sat as a floating museum in Michigan for since from 1960s until like 2012, I think. And uh, at which point that owner being of a certain age just had to had to get rid of this thing and the people of Port McNichol and uh, they had a major backer or someone to help pay for them to tug that thing all the way up from Michigan and it's now sitting in port at Port McNichol and you can go tour it it's a two and a half hour tour but it is done up to the nines like it is fully um, dressed like when I thought I was going on a tour of this, I thought it would be all gutted and be more like an abandoned boat kind of tour, but it's fully dressed. All the wood is there. All the seating is there. Uh, they have tons of costumes of people who would have, you know, been patrons of it. All the bedding is there. All the, you know, dinnerware is there. Um, everything that should be there is perfectly done and it's done right up. Uh, you can tour the below decks. You can go see the engine, the uh, the steam engine. They have both steam engines are actually cut in half, so you can see how all of it works on the inside. Mm. And then you go deeper, more aft, and you can see the actual engine itself with the huge pistons and all that. And they said they actually had uh, people from the Smithsonian come down to take a look at that engine because it is the last one. Um, one of the last ones in the world still around uh, that's not disassembled and that's just in this little Port McNichol have you even heard of that town before yeah I'm asking you what'd you say have you even heard oh, of Port McNichol I? before yeah I've heard of Port McNichol really <laughs> yeah I've never been there I've heard of it this is worth the drive and it's not much of a drive for me or you. It's totally worth the drive to check that out. And it's it's a small town. I, I find it hard to believe that they'll be able to keep this ship, uh, unfortunately, because it's got to cost a lot of money to keep that, keep it safe and keep the upkeep on it. I would think. But it, it is is done so well in period. They've even had uh, like some TV series have shot on there. Some period TV shows have shot on there. Um, also, while I was in Midland, there was a, uh, a huge cruise ship appeared in their harbor on the second day. I thought it was another hotel that I missed, but it was another cruise ship. And there's this uh, cruise company that uh, cruises the Great Lakes, and it starts in Chicago and goes through the, all the Great Lakes, all the way uh, stopping like where I was in Midland and take you all the way to Toronto. And Niagara Falls, Windsor, all of that. This I didn't think there was cruise ships doing the Great Lakes anymore. That was completely foreign to me that this was happening. I don't think anybody would want to see that. Huge, you know, there had to have been like 10 decks on this thing. All the cabins had balconies. It was like a real cruise ship. I looked it up, man, to see what prices are. Uh, an 11-day cruise is like 9000 bucks on that thing. But people are doing it. People are doing it. So, good on them. It's good to see that uh, there's a little bit of flourishment in the, the Great Lakes. It's not forgotten as well, a destination. Well, I think it's probably older people that are doing this. Right? I don't know. I can't see anybody young 
wanting to cruise the Great Lakes. Well, yeah, wanting to cruise the Great Lakes or pay that much money for it. Yeah, I guess. I think it's just people with memories of it or, you know, you know, like people like our parents. People like you, probably. And then finally, we also checked out a, another town called Penetanguishene, which is right near there, and that was an important naval base. And there's a huge um, former uh, War of 1812 uh, naval base there that they've reconstructed, and everyone is wearing period costume, and they're recreating the Navy life that was there because uh, that was an important port in the War of 1812. Did you know anything about that? At any point, did you ask the kids what they wanted to do? <laughs> you see, at one... this is Bill's vacation. It's all I'm hearing so far. At one point, right, the Americans uh, took over Lake Erie, and so the British were under threat of them coming in through the north, through Lake Huron, and uh, so they had to have this backup port you know, going on through the Georgian Bay. They would actually be supplied through... Uh, I don't know where any of these places are. <laughs> Is that northeast of us or west of us? Anyways, it's called Discovery Harbor. It's in Penetanguishene. That was a fun uh, fun tour, too. The kids mm. liked it. And they fired muskets. So that was fun. No cannons. I would have liked to see a cannon fire, yeah. but there's no... Just muskets. And they have a couple tall ships there. That'd be cool. I wouldn't mind seeing a tall ship. They're not the big, big ones, but, uh, you know. I've always some. liked those for the amount of wood. Wood worked on on those ones. I like the wood, but, you know, while this was going on and our show was crashing horribly that we recorded, I come back, I race back home. I'm like, Joe, we can resurrect this thing. Let's just do a live record tonight. We'll do it as a treat for everyone. They can uh, join in on the chat or no, something. I wouldn't want Let's people. do it live, folks. Let's do it live. You ready to go tonight, Joe? Answer on the text. Click, 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 click. I've got plans. Uh, yeah. What do you uh, want me to do? Break my plans do. to do a live record? For an hour? And why would I want people interrupting? They wouldn't be interrupting. Well, really? You It'd just said they would be. a celebration. You said they'd be asking questions and stuff. Well, yeah. Well, why a treat for everyone. Why didn't you go live? Uh, you can tell everybody. Because everyone wants to hear Tom Cruise. You can tell everybody how delicious your fucking pies were. Everyone wants to hear Tom Cruise. They don't want to hear me. What was your plans that you can break away from I, an hour? I just had plans. An hour on Friday night. I had plans. I wouldn't, wasn't home. You were home. When? Friday night. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you didn't leave till Saturday, up to your cottage, right? I went out Friday. Where'd you go? I just went out with some friends. Oh, went out with some friends. Yeah, so I wasn't home. I had plans. What was the plan? Sorry I couldn't accommodate your quick two-second decision to (laughs) suddenly do another fucking record of something we already talked about for two hours. How, How many weeks have we been... Uh, steady without missing a week. That was our first time. I didn't want to. Didn't want to miss a week. Then you should have went live. Yeah, you should have joined me for an hour. What were you doing? You could. You could have had your own. What show, was so important? Your own show of doing whatever you wanted without me getting irritated. I'm just me. wondering what was so important. I wasn't home. Was it a stunt coordinator meeting? 
for the next big movie. I was not home and I was unable to do a secondary record of the same thing we talked about, which is unfortunate. Well, you, okay, so you went out that weekend, though, because we saw these uh, these shots of... Uh, I put, like, one picture up. Well, so tell me about it. People want to no, know. we just went up to... Uh, what a word we go. Um, my, wife, my, my wife's aunt's cottage. Oh, in the tweets, you kind of said it was your cottage. All right. Kind of. You no, that. I didn't say anything yeah. about that. Yeah, you kind of played it that way. No, I did not. At my cottage on my boat. I didn't say that. Kinda. You want me to pull this up right now? <laughs> I will delay this fucking boring-ass podcast. Look at that. My tweet, or my my thing said... Well, that's not even it. You make sure to have the boat in there. I was on Instagram. I know make I sure to show it. you're on a lake. What lake did you go up to? Uh, Lake Kuchiching, which is oh, uh, Aurelia. beside Casino Rama. How do you work, Twitter? Hmm. How does this work? So you're right there in Aurelia, basically. Um, Did you go join, uh, enjoy any of Aurelia, or do you... No, uh, what the fuck? There's good thrifting in Aurelia, actually. I was with my family, man. What? You can't break away for a second? I'm with the family. Oh, I'm locked in with the family. I can't move. What is this? No one believes that how you're do you this find, devoted. How do you find what tweet? Oh, here we go. The most devoted man in the world, apparently. Uh, my one sentence that I put out with this picture said, good day to be at the cottage. Yeah. What that's, is that? That's all I said. Yeah, what's that layout? But crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my air quotes here. Crazy has yeah. to fucking. That's, I think if you go to the dictionary and look up humble brag, you'll find that tweet. Just saying. Well, well Haji can put tweets out of him drinking beer at the cottage. Yeah. Are you attacking him? No. Because? Because that's very authentic. What would be authentic for me? <laughs> what would be authentic what would be for an you? Authentic <laughs> tell me what an authentic tweet would, would be for me right now. I would love to say something authentic. Say it. That's for sure. Show, tell me what you I, think an authentic tweet should be I don't know. Me. I don't know. You could have laid out it was your aunt's cousin's twice removed cottage. No, because it's no one's fucking business. <laughs> you know Anyways, I don't, you know I don't have a cottage. If no, I I thought I did until I saw that tweet. Until I saw the humble brag. There's no humble brag. What's bragging about something that's not mine? Joe humble brag. Hashtag Joe humble. Um, next time you go up to a the cottage, you should check out. Really, it's got good thrifting there, and it's got an amazing bakery called. Uh, I don't care. What's this with food? Oh, I don't know. Have some pleasure in your life. I do. I don't need to to, to go places just for food. Well, yeah, uh, the Mariposa Market. It's definitely worth checking out. You don't have to eat. You can go have a, a real coffee from them. How about that? You I can get a fancy coffee. I wouldn't be able to appreciate it. That's exactly why I didn't bring you one of the root beers 
that rocket sauce gave me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't me. want the root beer. I don't go Good. crazy over That's that. That's why I didn't bring you one, because I knew you wouldn't taste it. Oh. It goes flying over that <laughs> taste buds like a rocket. Though I, I would have liked uh, the beers that Rocket uh, <sighs> gave me when he came up to Barry. Mm. Rocket sauce brought me an entire case of root beer. There goes oh. your sugar diet. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I was off the wagon for that weekend. This is the, the capper story for all of this. He brings me this beautiful, I'm talking a big case, a 2-4 case of root beer. Is that what that box is? Yeah, that's what the box is. I brought all my stuff in. Sprecher root beer. Root beer. Now, he, he also says this brand also does an amazing cream soda and... The orange soda is also incredible, and he gave me a couple bottles of the orange soda. So did the Q-Dogs, by the way. Why don't you take better care of this box? What am I going to do with the, the box? It's a box. You would have kept it because it was a root beer box from the States. So what? What, am I going to display that? You nut? You would have kept it nice. You could have put stuff in it, but then put it in your closet and just kept it like oh that. Oh, my God. That's what I would have done. Anyways... I don't disrespect. There boxes was all like these that. other flavors, right? You know, I love orange soda like to death, which is outrageous However, because that's the worst flavor to have oh, of orange soda yeah. or I sodas. Like, I like. Uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine Give what me you some, would say. I want it orange. Yeah, Blech. orange. That's but disgusting. We were drinking ciders and stuff the two nights, so I couldn't go off to ciders to try the orange. Right? I was waiting until I got some home. Anyways. The extra drinks, you know, the Q-Dogs got, you know, with the party. They got drunk up kind of thing. I load everything up in the case to take home. There's only two orange sodas left. They go in the box with me. We make it all the way back to Barry. I'm uh, unloading with Haji, and uh, I feel kind of guilty taking this giant case of uh, soda back to my house without offering any to Haji, so I'm like... Yeah, Haji, do you want you got to try some of this root beer? It's amazing. You got to, oh yeah, I'll take some of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's orange here too, and cream soda. Try cream soda and grabs a cream soda. Yeah, I'll take an orange too. Yeah, sure. Takes an orange. So now I'm down to one orange. I'm down to one orange. People, put it everything in the fridge. I put everything in the fridge. All of that's in the fridge. That's why that box is empty. And I'm getting ready to go on this Midland trip, right? So I'm loading up. I always have like a cooler in the car with me of emergency drinks and snacks and stuff for the kids. It's my lunch bag that I take to work. And I put in uh, two root beer bottles and no, three root beer bottles and I take the orange bottle. I'm like, my first night in the hotel room, I'm going to sit at the pool and I'm going to drink this orange soda and I'm going to enjoy it. I put some other uh, trail mix and shit in the bag, zip it all up. I'm going from the kitchen to the door with my bag and the vacuum that I have left out, I trip over and as I reflex my arm down to stop myself from falling, I whip that bag as hard as possible into the ground and I hear a smash, a smash. And you know my work bag, it's full of, uh, I keep papers and shit in there. Oh, is that why you got a new bag? Imagine all of my papers that, you know, should be filed away or all getting destroyed by whatever's broke. 
unzip it open, I pull out the food and wipe it off. Root beer bottles are fine. It was the orange bottle that smashed. So to this day, I've yet to try that brand's orange soda. And I was devastated. I was so freaking angry that I just took the whole bag and threw it in the garbage. Didn't even go through it. Screw you, bag. And uh, time for a new bag. That was a good story. I enjoyed that. Okay. Good. I did. That, to me, that was interesting. <sighs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad we got one in there for you. All right. Let's uh, wrap this one up. Yeah. How long's it been going? Over an hour. Good. Okay. I had to rein this one in. You would have gone out of control again. Uh, guys, we got, by the time you're listening to this, you got to go to youtube.com slash start to continue because there is a new pickup video that should be up there, right? I will, I will do that. Okay. Yep. There was all your stuff anyway. It's a massive pickup video uh, of all the stuff from uh, the vacation weeks. Lots of stuff to look at. Variety of stuff. Bill's got tons of stuff. So check that out. That'll be up uh, definitely by the time you guys listen to this. And uh, follow Bill on Twitter at STCPod. And check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. God, we got shit up our for sale on TeePublic. TeePublic.com slash STCPod. <laughs> And uh, don't forget the bookmark, stcpod.com. If you're doing any shopping off of Amazon, go to stcpod.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the page. Uh, we get pennies and kickback from your purchases, but that goes towards us uh, buying equipment that Bill does not use to back up our records with. And uh, if you're listening to us, you got to check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community. If you have any interest in what we've been talking about with the C3 uh, get-together that just happened recently, you'll find tons of links on there, uh, video links and whatnot for people uh, that have posted material from it so you can get a feel for what happened. Again, that's cartridgeclub.org. And thanks, everybody, for making us uh, Podcast of the Year in 2017. As always, our shows come out uh, every Friday. Would it be worthwhile me putting the pictures of uh, the Keewatin and Discovery Harbor on stcpod.com, do you think? Sure. Yeah? I think so. Okay. I'd check for it that. out. I'd check it out. Look for that. Um, I still have yet to go through the pictures. Uh, you know, they swore up and down that that ship was haunted, so maybe in one of these pictures you might see a ghost. Mm. And uh, don't forget to, did you ask for a review? We need some reviews. I got a message on the Gmail saying we've had zero new reviews on iTunes. So People don't do that anymore, man. Well, what can they do then? It's because... Well, okay. Yeah, they just don't do it. <laughs> I don't know how to put it any simpler. They just don't do it. But if you're on iTunes uh, and you got like two seconds, just make something up and give us a five-star review on uh, iTunes. And uh, for every five-star review we get, uh, Bill will take off a piece of closing.
You'll you'll do another shirtless beach shot. It wasn't at the beach. I was on the edge of a cliff with my son okay. in Algonquin. But you know, as always, it's been two weeks, so now there's no point talking about my vacation anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Well, I'm remembering. Irrelevant. Post and post it. <laughs>